Quitting time on your Monday. It's 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell and Bear at your service for another hour. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. We are talking college basketball this afternoon. That's where we begin. Number one, Zakai Ziegler, named SEC Player of the Week. The sophomore point guard on a roll right now. Stellar performances and wins over Georgia and 10th-ranked Texas as he averaged 16.5 points, 8.5 assists, 3 steals, and 2.5 rebounds in those two games. A double-double against the Longhorns, 22 points, 10 assists. You think, uh, has Hickman walked it back any yet on no. the morning show? No, he's he's no, going to die on the, I would take eight guards in the conference over Ziegler Hill. Yeah. Yeah. What at what level of responsibility do Houston and Nate shoulder? I mean, he is. We wouldn't let somebody like that say things like that on this show. It reflects poorly. I know I let you say a lot of dumb stuff on the show. Whoa! But generally, like, what at at a certain point, I have to step in and say, "Now, Bear, you've said some dumb stuff yourself, that's, buddy." That's moronic. I'm just saying. Like what? Like what? Name what? Actually, don't name one. But. At a certain point, Houston, Nate, come get your man. This reflects poorly on all of us, bro. Oh, he's he's not only is he he's doubled down, he's insolent. He he claims that since I thought that he said point guards, and I didn't, I knew he said eight guards, that that somehow made his argument valid that there were eight guards that he would take over as a guy. Man, that is the rip our coworkers portion of the show today. Number two, balls up to number two in the polls. Unanimous number one is Purdue. The ball's right there nipping on the Boilermakers' heels. And Tennessee this week has a road game against Florida. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's no. a long road trip, hard place to play. Good players on that team, no doubt. But game Tennessee should win. And then at home against Brucifer. Uh, you know that one's not ever easy. No. Auburn has fallen down to 25th. How mad are these people going to be if we lose to Auburn Saturday? Probably pretty angry. I mean, they they don't even really need a reason anymore, man. I'm kind of – I'm not going to let them bring me down anymore. The Barnes bashers. Well, they're quiet right now. But they're out there. They're they're waiting. Oh. They're patient, the Barnes yeah. Bashers. You don't think Billy Stats is watching every move Ricky Barnes makes right now? Making notes? Compiling facts that he can twist into a pretzel? He's like staying in the police. Every move you make, Coach. I'll be watching you. Billy Stats. Number three, NFL News Today. The Chargers have agreed to terms with Kellen Moore to be their new offensive coordinator. Move comes less than 24 hours after the Cowboys released a statement that said Moore and the team had reached a mutual decision to part ways following the end of a disappointing season for the Cowboys. I guess that was the plum OC job opening. You got a defensive minded head coach and Brandon Staley. You've got a- Herbert there. I almost called him A Bear. Uh, Herbert, Herbert, Justin Herbert is the guy's name. He is a quarterback, he's pretty good. For the Chargers. Pretty good young wide receivers, including your 
Josh Palmer. Your pick to click from way back. Yep. Clicked he did. Good players, so uh, that's that's a good spot. I, he had a little head coaching buzz uh, before. There's a thought that maybe Jerry wanted to hire him instead of McCarthy. Yeah. I feel like that was floated around yeah, a little bit. That would have been a – Complete disaster even he was, for He was Jerry like Jerry Jones' Jones Jeff Saturday. <laughs> at, least, at least Kellen Moore was coaching in the game. You, uh, are they going to give that job to Jeff Saturday? I hope so, man. I hope so. So, yeah, I, I would – Kellen Moore, if he can get the Chargers right, I'm sure he'll be garnering some head coach hype this time next year. Number four – J.T. Shrout has found a new school to play for. J.T. Shrout? Yeah. Where's he you, going? You don't know? Mm-mm. Oh, you don't know? No. You better call somebody. Got wrestling on the brain after talking to Kazana last hour. <laughs> he got you fired up. J.T. Shrout, former Tennessee quarterback, will be matriculating to the University of really want to see your reaction here arkansas state reunited and it feels so good with it's botch critical. did botch recruit him here i don't think so i was trying to find that i think i think pruitt got him I think pruitt got him he might have gotten botch might have gotten him he was a true freshman in 2018 so he was right there in the he was probably recruit, but started the recruitment. I, I don't know. Hell, I mean that level. Well, David, we we had Adrian Martinez committed, and what? And, and I think there might have been another quarterback that they were recruiting as well. Was that Shroud? I don't think so. I, I think that Pruitt came in and got Shroud. Cheney got him as like their first quarterback signing. I could be wrong on that. I'm sure an alert listener will correct me. If I'm wrong, if I'm right, it'll be crickets chirping. And I won't really know I'm right, which is kind of frustrating. It's all right. But if I'm wrong, they'll let me know. Yeah. Which I, I prefer to be corrected when I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, they'll just let me okay. out here spewing wrong information into the wind. That did happen one uh, last week. I can't even remember what it was, but I was just saying something as if it was gospel and then, like, later that night, I saw somebody at DM. Yeah, I, well, like, I want to touch base, but you, you keep saying something during one of your reads, and it, it's it's not what would happen, and it, it's been bugging me. What? You've said the phrase, you, you you know, check with your doctor, you don't want your heart to explode. Yeah, you don't. That, that's not what would happen. Well. It doesn't I, make your, it doesn't make, that's not the side well, thank you, Dr. Bear. Thank you. I, I appreciate it because, you know, when I was going to medical school to become a well, sports talk radio host, I promised myself, I promised myself that I would never give out false medical information. So I, I'm glad that I have you, a real trained professional MD. No, here but I, I've, I've seen the stories. I, I know its origins. It started off as a blood pressure pill. And then they noticed that everybody, they put it on, yeah, their blood pressure dropped significantly. And it was very uh, effective. But there was an unintended consequence, of which they found a way to market that years and years later and make billions of dollars. Well, 
slows your blood pressure down to nothing if you're on other blood pressure meds. All right, well, I pre- I appreciate your expertise jumping no. in here. I really you're not do. the only but person. JT Shrout is going to Arkansas State, where he will play for Butch Jones, and uh, hopefully, I wish him well, man. I, I hope that goes well for him. I, you know, I realize that his success would probably lead to Butch Jones's success, but I pull for the kids. We know who Botch is. I don't think we know who JT Shroud is. Yeah, Botch ain't going nowhere from there. Like he still has a chance to be good. You think he ever gets a sniff at a big time job again? I mean, if if JT Shroud goes down there and they win that league, and I mean, I, I he's not getting a job like Tennessee again, but I could see a a Colorado or a Kansas State. Colorado hard Deion Sanders. I'm talking about down the road. Oh, a, a school of that ilk. You know, a, a power five school that doesn't have through the roof crazy expectations. Finally, number five, a mining corporation has apologized for losing highly radioactive capsules over a 1,400 kilometer stretch of Western Australia as authorities combed parts of the road looking for the tiny but dangerous substance. Sorry about losing the. Uh, Radioactive stuff, just uh, ran- y'all be careful out there. Keep your eyes peeled, you know. You see something funny, don't pick it up. What was it? Capsule was part of a device believed to have fallen off a truck while being transported between a desert mine site and the city of Perth. On January 10th, the truck transporting the capsule arrived at Perth. At a depot on January 16th, emergency services were notified of the missing capsule on, on the 25th. See, it only had nine days go by and just had missing radioactive waste on the Australian countryside. That's nice. Western Australia <laughs> emergency services have called on other Australian states and federal government for support finding the capsule. They say um, they lack the equipment. The capsule measures eight millimeters by six millimeters and it could kill Uh, you if you touched it that's that's pretty small people have been warned it could have unknowingly become lodged in their car's tires so this thing's just out there somewhere it's uh yeah it's out there it emits dangerous amounts of radiation equivalent to receiving 10 x-rays in an hour could cause skin burns and prolonged exposure could cause cancer so you might just have that in your tire and you're just driving around in your car just absorbing that yeah if it's in your tire you're not there's no lead shielding between you and the wheel well yeah you're just getting a a steady dose 10 x-rays an hour that's what they say what's that word for it rotigans like what's it emitting what what's the substance have you said it yet yeah, it's uh, radioactive. The stuff. Would would you trust me if I knew, if if I said if I made something up? Oh, it's uh, it's plutonium, polonium or something it's like plutonium. that. It's plutonium. No, it's plutonium. It's out there. It's radioactive. This is from the AP, man. What you don't trust me? You think I'm making this up? Just stay out of Perth. You'll be fine. Is it one of those things, though, like if it gets caught in their tire and the next thing, you know, like somebody gets it in on their shoe and they get on a plane, they bring it here, could it spread like Ebola? Radioactive stuff always freaks me out, man. Yeah, 
Um, I, I feel like that would be pretty easy to trace, and it would narrow down. Like if, if something started cutting a swath. You ever hear about like hospitals? Uh, the machine had like a leak or something, and it goes crazy, and they don't even know it. Everybody's just like exposed to the radiation. No, because I'm pretty sure they all wear like those. No, but that that happens before. Like you get like the like a I think uh, Cincinnati like the worst one happened. This was you know decades ago, but the like a a, a, an X-ray machine was accidentally left on or something like that, and uh, just flooded this place with radiation. It killed a bunch of people. That's awful. It's not good, Bob. No. That is. Your top five at five brought to you this afternoon by the fine folks over at Linderman Sports Medicine. You check them out online, LindermanSportsMedicine.com. If you want to find out more about the miracles of modern regenerative medicine, you can uh, check them out. Tell them Fan Run sent you. Dr. Laura doing great work down there, keeping people in the active life without going under the knife. Linderman Sports Medicine. Russell and Bear with you. We'll go open lines here this hour. You want to jump in, take a shot now. 865-546-8200. Your number to hop on board this afternoon. And let's go right back to the phones. <laughs> yeah, right. Brad in Perth. If by Perth you mean Crossville. <laughs> what? How's it going, guys? What's up, Brad? Uh, not much. Hey, uh, Russell, you were asking Bear uh you know, what was the uh, craziest thing you've said? I mean, I, the whole uh, who the hell's Tony Vitello, that's, that's a pretty good one. In my defense, in my defense, I think I was merely speaking for the entire Tennessee fan base at the time. First of all, we didn't know anything about college baseball. Like, we, don't, we didn't follow it at all at the time. We certainly didn't know who Arkansas's assistant coach was. Um, so like, I, I mean, he's, he's even said it on the show. What was he doing when he got the call? You remember he's that watching story? Tombstone? He's watching Tombstone eating like a, he had like, I think he said a sack full of tacos. Yes. Yeah. I guess in retrospect, yeah. You know, nobody really knew much about Tony Lee back then, but it's still pretty funny though. It, I mean, if you want to rip me for something, you want to rip me for a sports take. I mean, uh, the whole Chad Morris as coach with, Chavis as defensive coordinator or whatever panicked fever dream I dared to utter on these airwaves during the absolute rock bottom period of the 2017 coaching search. I mean, I've had a couple of doozies that like, even at the time I should have known better. Yeah. Guys, where Mar- where's Marcus at? Is he auditioning for three and out or something? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 he would have to be sitting somewhere hitting himself repeatedly in the head with a hammer. To be able to make it on that show, that's that, that, well, that's blame, for. You can't blame Marcus for the the top five at five going too long. You can't blame him. This I was sitting here looking at the clock. I was I was thinking about texting Marcus. <laughs> uh, guys, I, I, didn't have, I did have one thing. Did you happen to, to see the uh, the article I seen on Twitter? Those Bammers down there in, uh, in Tuscaloosa are beating their chest, saying that that Alabama uh, told two. Uh, two football players, two two prospects that they could basically kick rocks. He was he wasn't going to give them a one point three million dollar signing bonus to to sign with the Tide. Did you all see that? No. Yeah, but 
isn't that or isn't that a violation that coaches aren't supposed to negotiate with players, even though he declines? I mean, that's, that's, I didn't think that coaches could do that. I think it's two kids that would have never seen the field at Alabama, but were good enough to be there on a visit and ask for money. And I, to me, I always suspect the absolute worst out of those people down there, including their their leader. To be fair, it would be really funny if some three-star who is really like a Western Kentucky, uh, Syracuse-level player went to camp at Alabama and got some time with Saban somehow and like tried to strong-arm him for a big NIL deal. Just to see the look on Saban's face <laughs> would be pretty good. Roll down tide. I think it's hilarious those those toothless toothless, toothless gumps down there. They're they're grasping at everything down there. They're trying so hard to, to hang on to, to Jalen Hurts to to show up to show people that they have an NFL quarterback. They are claiming him, aren't they? They're trying their best, and it's it's so pathetic. I mean, if uh, say that UNC Asheville squad went on some sort of miracle Cinderella run. Could we possibly claim Drew Pember? Oh, look, they're doing it with a former Vol. Dude, he had another one of those nights again. <laughs> he looks cool with his long hair and his beard. Just, he did get them to the championship game. He's a shaman. Uh, 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 another thing, guys, uh, who do you th- – do you think Nico has a, a real shot at – competing for the starting job. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Because, because all I've heard about Josh Heupel's offense is, is how simple it is and how easy it is for players to grasp. Uh, do you not think that would kind of help Nico's chances? I mean, he – Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it helps his chances. It helps his case to learn things quickly. I think Joe Milton's going to have to screw it up for, for Nico to have a shot. I I, th- I just think that's – he's either going to have to play poorly or he's going to get hurt. And I I don't foresee a situation where Nico is just so amazingly awesome on the practice field that uh, they just elevate him over Joe Milton. I think Milton is going to have to not practice well, uh, be undisciplined. I You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think this is Joe Milton's job to lose. I just don't. Ho- I just hope we don't have to lose a game before we realize we're going to have to make a move because th- this team's built to win next year, and you know I'm I'm, I'm tired of losing. I mean, I, I want to win every damn game, and uh, I just hope we don't have to, to take a nl uh, spark a quarterback controversy. Yeah, well, you might. I mean, Josh Heupel doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to play a guy just to keep seniority or keep the locker he's he's gonna play the guy gives his team the best chance to win and I know people will say well why did he start Milton over Hooker back then like fair enough but I think that he sees all the practices he obviously knows good quarterback play I think he's gonna play the guy that gives him the best chance to win all right guys you have good you too Brad appreciate it it was Pruitt and uh, Helton who signed JT Shrout what I thought. So he's not a butch recruit. Does, oh, no, no, no. I he did. doesn't know what yeah. he's getting into, poor guy. There's somebody could tell him. See, I completely forgot about that offensive coordinator.
be like, JT, my man, like Tennessee fan base wants to see you set up for success. We wish you well. There's got to be, <laughs> got to have some other options, bro. <laughs> Abilene Christian looking for somebody, a Samford, yeah, uh, Liberty, ETSU, Liberty. I don't know, man. Like you're good to play for Chad. You got a big arm. Hell, you could come here. We can get you a preferred walk-on type situation set up. You think they do that? I don't know. I mean, we do need another quarterback now. God, how bad would that be, though? Go from being scholarship to preferred walk-on, having to pay your way. Quick timeout. The drive continues. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. Stay with us. We're back with more right after this. The Drive. Linderman Sports Medicine, the volunteer state's leader in orthopedic regenerative medicine. Founded by VFL and fan-run listener Dr. Laura Linderman in Memphis, Linderman Sports Medicine can get you back in the game of life without going under the knife. So if you're ready to get back to doing the physical activities you love without having to undergo painful and risky surgery, visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com today and get back on the road to a healthy, active, fulfilling life. Home loan or a home equity line of credit? At Knoxville TBA Employees Credit Union, our loan officers will help you get through the entire home buying process, as well as help you pick the right type of real estate loan at the best rate for you. Home loan or a HELOC? You don't have to decide on your own. Let Knoxville TBA Employees Credit Union help. Learn more at tvacreditunion.com. Join us. Join us now. Equal housing opportunity lender, federally insured by NCUA. Some restrictions may apply. Premier Pools and Spas, the world's largest pool builder, is now serving Knoxville and surrounding areas. We're building pools for this summer. If you've been thinking about a pool, it's time to go Premier. Premier Pools and Spas builds custom gunite pools and spas along with a full line of the top fiberglass pool and spa models on the market. Go Premier for the ultimate in pool and spa design. Premier Pools and Spas has the top designers in the industry ready to help you transform your backyard. Go Premier for the best equipment sets in the industry with three-year no-fault warranties. And Premier Pools and Spas construction process is second to none. More steel, larger plumbing, and the latest technology to keep your pool clear and clean. Go Premier today because we can build your pool for this summer, but don't delay. We need to get started. Contact us online at premierpoolsandspas.com slash Knoxville or call 865-263-1915. That's Premier Pools and Spas, Knoxville. Looking for a sweet treat to grab on the go? No need to bust out the flour, sugar, and baking pans. Order some crumble cookies. Choose to receive your cookies through curbside pickup, takeout, or delivery. Well, uh, Burger King really nailed it with that jingle, didn't they? I haven't heard it. Yes, you have. You watch sports on television? Football? Yeah. Basketball? Sure. BK, have it your way. Talk about BK. Whopper, whopper, bop, 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 bop. I tune commercials out. How can you tune that out? There's no way. I, I don't know. I just. You've heard it. Why, why are you doing I mean, this? I mean, why I'm are sure you playing I have. Dumb? I swear to God, I, I'm not. I'll pull it up on my phone real quick. What's it called? No, no, don't. Don't. No, please, no, please no. don't do that. Please don't do that. I, I don't. I don't need to hear. 
What is it? Is it's, it like it, an earwig? No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You don't want to participate. I get it. No, I, I do. I swear to God. I, I'm no, not doing that thing. Do that. Um, <laughs> David says, does Ohio State claim Joe Burrow? No. They can't. I don't think they need to. Is I guess Alabama Al- claiming Jalen Hurts? I mean, I'm yes. not saying you made the wrong decision there, but you benched him in a national championship game, and he left, and he went to Oklahoma. You don't get to claim him anymore. I feel like they have a more legitimate claim of Hurts than Ohio State would of Burrow. What about Virginia Tech with Hooker? Did he do anything there? Mm. He started a bunch of games. He wasn't particularly successful. Otherwise, he wouldn't have left. Like, Hurts... Wasn't he SEC Freshman of the Year, led them to a conference championship and to the national championship game? Like, he was a good player there. He just got beat out by a better player. Hewitt says there's a cool series out now about Phil and the Barnes Bashers. It's called The Last of Us. Now, I don't – again, I haven't seen The Last of Us. I want to see it. You all have sold me. I, I, I feel like this is something I would enjoy, but uh, I, I guess the, the Barnes Bashers are being called zombie brains in this analogy. That's funny. I like that. That's good. 865-546-8200 is your number to get on the Fan Run Experience this afternoon. Uh, I'm getting set to take off. Jake Miller's going to jump in here for our final segment. Taking the fam out to see the Globe Trotters tonight. The Trotters. What is it? Like the Washington, they have a team with them. You think, the, are the generals still a thing? That's what I was. sure. I wanted to be a Washington general. I you've could, got, you've oh, definitely yeah. got Washington general vibes. I could like, and I could really lean into that too. I mean, I could get the knee pads and like the Chuck Taylors and I could, the goggles and like. Being really bad at basketball. I could – oh, yeah. I I could get it. I'd be the perfect foil. Yeah. For the They've actually beaten the Globetrotters before. Oh, sure. A few times. How does that work? Are they allowed to do that? Aren't – I don't know. I saw it on Wild Wide World of Sports when I was a kid. I think one time they actually beat him on TV. Because I would imagine – I don't know how that works. But I would think, like, the generals – and the Globetrotters are all part of the same company. It's like the circus. or It's like wrestling. It's like professional wrestling. Yeah, they're on a tour. They tour together. Yeah. And they all travel together. Look, look, guys, we all know the deal. Like, this, is, he comes out and he dribbles. He does this thing. We run our this yeah. play. You know, I pull your pants down, that kind of thing. And uh, and you're the generals. you got a job to do. But when they do win. Like the generals are actually pretty decent basketball players. you got to be pretty good to look that bad. Yeah, so I, I wonder if we get to see them out there tonight. Well, I'm not sure who it is. I haven't seen the Trotters since well, Junior was, like, your kid's age. The, the one thing that always stuck out to me, and I, I think I saw them – I think I was in high school or something. We went down there and saw them. But I just remember they had this one guy. They come out there, you know, they get in a circle and they do all the ball tricks and they're spinning and rolling it down their shoulders and all that stuff. They're, they had this one guy who just underhand – chucked the ball straight up in the air like almost hit the the rafters well the 
scoreboard thing that hangs okay. down. I, I mean, he chucked this thing 100 feet up in the air. Comes down, and he catches it on the back of his neck. Like, puts his neck and just – it just sticks there. Yeah. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Some of the stuff they do, I compare – the only other time I've seen stuff that, like, jaw-dropping like that is like uh, – this might surprise you that I like this. You know, like those Chinese acrobats – they come to the Tennessee occasionally. They do all those crazy stunts and like they're stacked up on yeah like twenty two chairs. There's some guy at the top, just stuff like that. Just Cirque body du control, Cirque du Soleil stuff. Yeah, I'm big uh, Cirque du Soleil fan. Somebody gave me tickets to that years and years ago at the uh, old radio station I worked at. Like, Here, take a Cirque du Soleil, and I'm like, man, like I don't really want to go seeing this, but it seemed like a kind of thing the wife would like, you know, night out on the town with the missus or whatever. So uh, went and did that, and that was at Thompson Bowling too. And, man, I sat there with my jaw on the floor for two hours. Crazy fun, isn't it? It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Same deal with me. I was like, there's no way. You know how I am about stuff like that. I'm like not nearly as adventurous as you. Like I was – borderline piss that i had to go then like three minutes after the lights went down i was just like oh this is incredible and then by the end of it i was an expert so i'm being told that the generals are it's like an organization there's evidently a bunch of quote generals spread throughout the country and um like they just play, so there's like globe or generals west, generals east. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, I guess there's a certain element of that. Like you could just call up some guys, like, hey, we need, you know, globe trotters coming to town. Uh, we need, we're the, we got the generals, we got the uniforms and everything. We just need like eleven guys if you guys show up. We'll, we'll hook you up, feed you, put you in uniform and everything. Uh, like there'll be a little run through. They probably have a run through. Yeah, you know, it's like, all right, here we do this thing here and. All right, we're we're gonna pay you. Here, here's the deal. Like, we're gonna hammer your eyes shut. Yeah, we're gonna goof on you. He's gonna dribble between your legs. He's gonna pull your pants down while you're free. That one always got me at the free throw line. The guy would sneak up and just ankle yeah. him right at the. You know, and he's always wearing like white uh, boxers with red polka dots or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that anymore, though. Not today, sir. There's no, no such thing as a good pantsing anymore. Oh, sure there is. You just got to be careful about where you do it. I mean, I, when it, I would generally advise it against it in the workplace. It's probably frowned upon. You don't know. I mean, some some of these dudes are adventurous out here. They're you got to be careful commando. around here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, uh, drop. I thought about it one day. I could have pants McClure one day. It's a changeover. thought about it. I'm glad you didn't. Happy birthday this afternoon to Eugene Allen Hackman. Turns 93 years old today. How about that? What's your favorite Gene Hackman movie? I was just thinking that. It's hard not to go with Hoosiers, which you haven't seen. Um, his role as Little Bill in Unforgiven is really good. Well, you just shot an unarmed man. You, sir, are a cowardly son of a... Great role. Popeye Doyle, French Connection. Yeah, I saw that once. I was not as impressed. 
I know everybody says, oh, French Connection is great, car chasing. It's, I watch it. It's kind of slow, man. It's, it's like a lot of it's those movies dull. from the 70s yeah. that are considered like, you know. Classics. Yeah. It's, it's like. Uh, what was the movie great. he was in with, with Will Smith? He was incredible. That's got one of my favorite lines with in Will the movie. Will Smith? Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of movie was it? Oh, it was like Enemy of the State? Yes. Yeah. He goes, why did you have to blow the building up? Because you made a phone call. Mississippi Burning? Yeah. That was a great movie. Did you smile that stupid smile? Did you? Did you ever see the original with Carol O'Connor? Mississippi Burning? Was he? Was it not Carol O'Connor? I know he did in the heat of the night, but no. There, yeah, there was a, a, a movie about that. Hopefully I didn't just brick. I think you're thinking about In the Heat of the Night. No. Because that was a movie that became a TV show. Maybe that is what I'm thinking. He was uh, Super- Lex Luthor in Superman. Lex Luthor. He's a, he was a good fit. Gene Hackman would play a good bad guy. Miss Tash Rocker. I mean, uh, yeah. I I might have to go Unforgiven. My favorite Gene Hackman role. That was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, he was in that other – he played a really bad guy. What was that? Uh, Clint Eastwood was in it. That's Unforgiven. He was Little no. Bill. Knucklehead, where Gene Hackman was the president and he had killed somebody. Oh, yeah. And Clint Eastwood was in, like, behind a two-way he killed mirror. her with, like, an ice pick or something, right? The heck was that movie? He was in uh, murder. Uh, no, it wasn't murder. Absolute power. Yes, that's a great. It was a great book. Yeah, uh, Crimson Tide. Great submarine. Oh, I love a good submarine movie. Love a good submarine movie. Crimson Tide. Yeah. Roll down tide. You ever see it? One time. With Denzel. Yeah. It's a mutiny. You be. You gotta have a strong backbone to stand up to a guy you know is doing wrong. Which I guess that's kind of the plot of. Hunt for Red October, too, isn't it? All those submarine movies are kind of Sort of. I never wanted to be on a submarine. (laughs) Ever. Would you ever get on one? Um, No. I I, I wasn't claustrophobic growing up. That's something that's happened lately. Doctor says, because I feel trapped. I don't know. I don't want to be 900 feet down. No, man, that'd be scary. Yeah. Um, I saw this video over the weekend where it's an American sub. I don't know from when it was, but it ran into an underwater mountain. And, like, the whole front end oh. of the thing was mashed. I think it was an American sub. It's like the whole nose of it was gone. There was there used to be a submarine next to, you know, in Charleston, South Carolina, where the Yorktown is? Yeah. There used to be a sub right there that we went down, and you could go and tour and stuff. And it is cramped. And yeah, most submarines are. And then the um, uh, museum in Chicago has a huge submarine. I mean, this place, like this thing is huge, and it's in, inside. They've got it in a room. Like, what, like what class sub? I don't know, but I, I don't Are know. Are you talking like that, a Dallas class attack submarine? It's a huge submarine, and you can like go all up inside it. You're talking like a retired naval submarine? Yeah. From what era? Like those old cool-looking ones we had in the 50s and the early 60s? It, or are we talking like... It might be World War II. 
but I, I want to say it, it might be later than that. I mean, the thing is huge. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board this afternoon, the program, as uh, we break things down to levels that can only be described as beyond scientific. Overtime headed your way next on many of these fine fan-run affiliates. We'll take a quick break. You've got Jake Miller coming up next, getting you ready for a little bit of overtime. And um, I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Have a great evening. Keep it tuned right here, Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Winding down here on The Drive. Russ got out of here. He's heading to the Globetrotters. Young Jake Miller in here with me. Got a couple of phone calls we're going to get to here in just a second. So where are you at? Uh, but real quick. Okay. Did you weigh in on the controversy with your boy? What are you talking about? Hickman and not backing off of uh, his criticisms of one Zakai Ziegler. Well, I think that a few weeks ago, even a couple months ago, you could have made the argument that Hickman was right because Zakai Ziegler was not playing at the level that he's playing at right now. All right. I think it's also fair – to walk it back and say, okay, well, the way he's played the last few games, you know, Zakai Ziegler might be one of the best point guards in the SEC. He's one of the best point guards in the country. But Adams, Adams doubled down on uh, – that's it. I, I didn't want to get bogged in, bogged down in that. I, I was just curious. That was a prepared statement, by the way, because I knew he was going to ask it. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get back <laughs> to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines where we have Matthew. Matthew, how are you, sir? I'm doing good there. How are you, my friend? I'm not doing too bad. Kind of winding down here. It's been an eventful day. I uh, I know we just wrapped that segment up and wrapped up that conversation, but I'd like to unpack it again. And I am, for the record, pro Sakai Ziegler. I am pro Sakai Ziegler. Just want to clarify. But I do think it is an a, a interesting time and an interesting place where we live right now. I believe it, as we sit here on January – 30th, you would ask that question is Zakai Ziegler one of the better point guards in the SEC a month ago? I don't think you would have said yes. Is that fair? 100%. Yeah. So, I agree with you though, Bear. I think Adam has been backed into a corner and it will be unique to see how this plays out. I think what I teased earlier and in the spaces about probably two weeks ago is Tennessee's had really strong point guards the last couple seasons. And if you look at their assist-to-turnover ratio, there is a massive fall-off in between those three. I mean, and two of the three that I'm comparing are also now playing either in the G League or in the NBA. Uh, Kennedy Chandler and Jordan Bowe, two remarkably talented players, remarkably talented point guards at Tennessee, and I think the sky's the limit for Zakai Ziegler. Regardless of his height, I think his assist-to-turnover ratio has dropped tremendously. Um, it's going to continue to improve. But I want to ask you, Bear, what is your opinion of Tyreek Key as a role player off the bench? Because when he came into the season, he was asked to be our point guard when he was more primarily a shooting guard. And in my humble opinion, which sucks, I, I do think he's a great role player off the bench. But I hope to see Zakai Ziegler stay in that starting role because I do think that this team's offensive identity is 
still in the inside post game. I don't know if Olivier Kamwa is going to get you 27 every night, but I do think we have the bigs to rotate and play at a really high level. But I'd really like for you to ask, I kind of dissect what I asked here is, do you think Tyreek Key, if he wasn't from Salina, Tennessee, do you think Tennessee would have taken a look? Because he has offers on here, and I can name a couple, but Ole Miss, Texas Tech, and I believe Oklahoma was the third. I like Tyreek Key, but I do think there he got thrown into a very hard position when he came to Tennessee to play the one when he's really a two, and I'll hang up on that. Well, I think it was he was coming here under the impression that he was going to be playing primarily as a, as a two. So I think at that point in time, they really thought that they were going to be getting Yuri Collins in here. Then that kind of fell apart. So we are where we are now, where he's kind of been forced into, for whatever reason, because Barnes is Barnes is weird with his guards. Because like, uh, I don't think Tyreek ever played at the one at Salina or at Indiana State. No. And then the times when we have seen BJ this year. He's been playing at the two, and he's never played the two. He's always been one, a one. So, but I chalk that up to God knows more basketball than I do. I mean, he's, one of us has put over thirty something guys into the NBA. One of us hasn't. And last time I checked, I didn't have any any guys I coached playing that have played or been drafted in the NBA. So, you know that whole deal so um let's keep it rolling as usual when russell leaves the phone start popping and we're going to go to t-carp next t-carp you're on bah, t-carp you're on the drive what's going on buddy <laughs> what's up man hey i'm going to switch gears a little bit from basketball to nfl did you watch any nfl this weekend buddy yeah hey, i got a chance uh t-carp i watched um almost the entire Bengals and chiefs game uh, as far as the Eagles and the 49ers, uh, once it started getting ugly, I turned it off. How, my question to you is, uh, how many naps did you take through uh, through those games? I, I took one or two. It's a, it's a snooze fest, man. It's boring. Am I just spoiled watching UT play, or is it just boring this year? What's that, the NFL? Yeah, I mean, yes. and T-Carp, no, I, mean, I, I mean, compared that... it to, like, a good comparison. is like Tennessee versus Alabama. You watch that game of the evening. You watch that game at night. But then you wake up, and the next game is whoever Tampa Bay was playing over in Europe. And that was just not good football. That was terrible, terrible football. Or if you wake up and you watch the Denver Broncos, that's just bad football. You go from high-flying offenses to very stout defenses that aren't going to give up a lot of yards, not give up a lot of points. So, I mean, there is a shift in what we've seen. Okay. I can understand that. I'm just I don't know. I it was just it was just very, very boring to me. That that's that's all I can say about that. Um other than that, uh loved seeing loves us uh you know, crapping on ten, or uh, Texas's parade. Uh loved it, loved every minute of it. Uh need to see more of it. Uh but man, that 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 was a lot of fun is hanging out with the family, sitting there watching it and have and not stressing at all. And, and just having a good time. That's that's the type of basketball I, I like to see from this team. And, and if you can continue doing that, that, that's great. Did Tennessee move up in the rankings at all, or have they come out yet? Yeah, we have moved up to number two in the AP poll. Uh, Texas State put <laughs> at 10. 
and we are only behind Purdue. Ooh, that's I, I like that. What's uh, was it like eighty or ninety percent chance to get uh, have a number one uh, seed in the tournament? To be honest, I'm not really sure on that, but I mean, if you keep playing the way you're playing, you get good performances out of Olivier Cumwa, which we don't know if we're going to oh, get yeah. night in and night out. You don't know if you're going to get Absolutely. good performances night in, night out from a lot of these guys, but a Tennessee can consistently win. If we maybe drop one or two games, I'd say you might be having a shot at a number one seed, and it all factors into the fact that college basketball as a whole is not as good as what it has been. I think since the Ken Palm era started back in 2002, this is the worst college basketball season we've ever seen. And, you know, if we got the talent over there to take advantage of it, let's do it. Absolutely, guys. Y'all be good. Love you both. Be good. Apparently we've got a little bit. I don't know. I guess Shafter reported this 17 minutes ago. What we got? Brock Purdy. No wonder he couldn't throw the ball. He tore his ulnar collateral ligament that will side him when, sideline him. For the next six months, mm. so I mean they were just they were done. Their quarterback, I mean, they probably should be looking. But I mean, they've got so much invested in Trey Lance, but I mean, he broke his leg and had ligament damage that required two surgeries on his ankle and then all that. So who knows if he's going to be good? Right. All right. Last caller of the day will be from Arizona. Our boy Haji. Haji, how are you, sir? Good. What do you say, fellas? Uh, not much. Just winding down here you on know, a rainy Monday. Yeah, you know, it's actually cloudy out here. Let a few raindrops falling, but it's uh, been that way this month. But, you know, my take, it, uh, you don't think Purdy's the answer there, quarterback, next year? I know that that's, he's going to be out for six months with a torn ulnar collateral ligament. Who knows if, I mean, so it'll be six months. So what's what will that make? And I mean, you're talking you're into what June, July, damn near it'll August be before. Be I mean, before he's so you've got this guy that you've got a very small sample size on coming back from what looks like a pretty significant elbow injury on a throwing arm. You know what's so brutal about that is the catch that wasn't a catch that was called a catch for Devonte Smith. Yeah, and that led to that scoring a quick touchdown after that, and then that changed everything. So the the rest of the game, it was just hard for me to even enjoy the game at all. That's what I was worried about because I'm telling you, if if Philadelphia gets out to a a touchdown or two lead on you, they are that with that defense, they're not an easy team to come back on. No, and they just were coming after him. Well, yeah, because he he couldn't he couldn't throw the ball. So there's a lot of national. I heard I was listening to that part of it on the radio. I had to, was taking Junior home, and oh, I, one of the guys on Fox Sports National National was like really giving that kid down the road for not trying to get back in the game. I'm like, dude, if, if you can't if you yeah. can't fill the ball, you can't Grip fill the ball. the ball. Grip it. Maybe if they deflated it a little bit, might have helped. I don't know. I don't know if they could have replaced the nerves that apparently had gotten. Yeah, right. Yeah, getting back out there, replace the nerves, and running back out there. Yeah. Uh, well, I, my take, you guys know, on on Ziegler and 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 the, and and Barnes. 
when he loses a game in December and everybody wants to fire him, he's I always say he's teaching, he's trying to fool with his lineup, he's trying to get people better in this, you know, early part of the season so they're gonna be playing their best ball in February and March and that's kinda of what they're doing, I believe. Last December or November when uh Triple J had an O for everybody that called in, everybody that worked at the station was saying he didn't deserve to be on the roster and you know, look how he was at the end of the season, everybody's favorite player. Kamal was playing his best basketball last year when he got hurt, and he, here he comes again. I'm just I couldn't be more fired up. Actually, I bought a Final Four ticket three weeks ago. Not a not a not a game ticket, a FanDuel ticket. Uh, plus three forty and a and a little sprinkle on the championship ticket. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm thinking they're going to uh, be real fun to watch and go deep and uh, feed, feed off that Tennessee football energy and go deep this uh, this fall. Make it to the Final Four that the football team should have. I like it. I like it. So who I do got you... a trivia question. What you got? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I had um, a parlay that I put together about three months ago. Had the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, the Celtics and the Boston Bruins to win their respective titles, South Carolina to win the women's, and I picked Arizona to win the men's title. Oh, wow. Ten cents pays out about $241,000. That's pretty good, Jackie. <laughs> There'll be a winner until it's not. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about, uh, would it be cool, and if I'll be interested if Russell's still listening, If would it be cool or devastating to see the Generals win? It'd be funny if, if the Globetrotters lost and, and Russ was there cheering for him. Yeah. But they've won. You know how many times they've lost to Washington? You have no clue. Seven times. Their official website says three. Some people say six. But the last win was uh, they were known as the Reds, the Washington. I think they were Washington Reds in Martin, Tennessee. In hmm. January of 1971 was the last time. So, was that 53 years or 52 years? I'm not very good at math, but uh, that would be kind of cool, I think, actually. You could say you were there when you saw it, but uh, it would be, it would, I would have been crushed if I was a kid going and watching him lose. That'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. Haji, we got to run, <laughs> my man. See you, boys. See you. Well, that'll do it for us today. Thanks, Jake, for coming in that last segment. Yes, sir. The drive will be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. sharp. Attendance is mandatory. Stay tuned. We've got overtime coming up next on Fan Run Radio.